Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. Recorded at the PW offices in New York City, I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also co-editor of PW Comics World as well as the reviews editor of Publishers Weekly and the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. This week on More to Come, a, a short preview of some San Diego panels. Uh, Image Expo. DC, a statue, and copyright. Uh, we'll take a look at the DC royalty situation. And Rick Remember, an internet outrage. And we'll finish up with Guardians of the Galaxy and, news be- and, and of course, news briefs. So let's get right to it. Um, some of the San Diego panels, certainly the ones we're involved in. <laughs> well, I mean, you I mean know, that's the only ones I well, know about. Well, we won't be so. there. You know, we're not going to be all together for our podcast until we're all actually on the ground in San Diego. So coming up, uh, ladies yeah, so, and you gentlemen. Know, uh, right now, it's uh, I've sort of been too busy getting people on the panels and doing everything else. For yes, time uh, and uh, to actually write down when Heidi our also. panels are. But uh, in fact, I think I still need one panel because yeah, so we've got a couple of PW can panels. Uh, we do, we do. Uh, um, I'm on. I was invited to be on some like seven or eight panels. Panels, which I yeah, thought was well, way you, too many. I was like, I am not. Record. No, I, I don't. Do. I don't. And I think you and Douglas Walt. I think that's too, well. Mark Evanier does twenty panels a year. Uh, but, uh, okay, oh, well, it's way crap. too many. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I. But you know, I'm not even remembering exactly how many. It's I'm almost on. like I think he's I'm a panel on four bot. Panels. I think. Well, I think I'm on four panels. I'm on. I'm on three. And frankly, that's that's two more than I usually right. like to be. Well, on I find it. that when you do but, panels, you don't have to worry about doing anything else. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true, uh, but I, I I also find it if, if you're moderating them, it sort of raises the anxiety level a little bit because you have to be semi prepared to for. Uh, you know, Being managing groups of people. Well, that's true. And then there's slideshows and oh, dongles and uh, all that stuff. So. In this instance, uh, in fact, I better go do my slideshow. You know what, guys? I can't do the podcast. So <laughs> yeah. see you later. Well, like everybody here, um, this is Anxiety Week as we approach San Diego Comic Con because uh, well, you're, you're never quite prepared. No. Well, I thought next week is Anxiety Week, and this week is just sort of vague prelude I to Anxiety Week. I find that the anxiety gets pushed back further and further. I think next week actually will be total hell anxiety, but. Uh, um, so this is anxiety, and next week is hell anxiety. Yes, exactly. Pre anxiety. Yes. Pre anxiety. Yeah. Well, real... anxiety warm up. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes warm up anxiety. The real deal is yet to come. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, you want to go over some of the panels you're on, or uh, yeah, you know, let's whatever, see the ones I remember. <laughs> let's see what the ones I remember. You know, there's one panel I'm on. I just can't. oh, I know. Yes, okay. Now I remember what it is. Uh, I'm on actually on a very. I'm on a new panel. A lot of the panels are. You know, I'm on five panels. I just didn't realize as I'm talking here, I'm on five panels. So uh, <laughs> two of one of them is my now traditional in its third year uh, comics media panel uh, uh-huh. with me, Tom Spurgeon, and Rich Johnston. And this year we'll have Jill Pantosi from the Mary Sue, cool. uh, now editor-in-chief of the Mary Sue. Um, oh, I didn't realize. Uh, yeah. yeah, that just yeah, happened. Well. And then uh, uh, Dave Disanyaki has a very hard name to pronounce. I better learn before that from Multiversity, uh, Eisner-nominated.com, uh, Multiversity, and then Joshua Yell from IGN.com. So a real cool. good uh, good um, spectrum of the comics media. And uh, the panel is called... And big names. They, uh, the Hulk takes a butt selfie and you won't believe what happens next. So, <laughs> um, uh, so that's sad... You know- 
something has to be done to curb sensationalized panel titles. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's I just know. pure clickbait. Yeah, you know? but um, yeah, except it's in the real world. Uh, the panel's at <laughs> six o'clock oh, Saturday. Clickbait! How I hate thee. Um, so that's except when... for when we do it. When yes, we do exactly. it, it's okay. Then it's okay. Uh, hopefully, Mordecai, uh, well, Alan Moore outrage. Yeah, well, you know, Alan Moore outrage has really gone down. If you, if I were to show you my traffic, uh, really down downhill. Well, well, he's having his his fallow season right now. He needs to build up. No, you know what it is? He's overexposed. He does an is? interview every day. Uh, you know, yeah. it's their daily Alan Moore. It's too much. The guy's hardly a recluse. Let's yeah, put it that really. way. Well, I, I, actually, I guess what it really proves is that internet outrage is basically self-driven. Well, we're going to come. <laughs> we're going to so come we'll back to that. More to come on this. Yeah. The, the personalities to, can be re- revolved let's through. Get back to Doesn't the, matter to the cool <laughs> panels that we're on. I'm right. also on a panel that is uh, a, a, whose title I can't remember, but it's a really awesome panel that I know. It's going to be talking about whether we've reached peak geek. Um, uh, just put together by Rob Salkowitz, who's oh, yeah. a sometimes writer topic. for yeah. Publishers yeah. Weekly. Um, it'll be myself. I don't think so, but I don't, we shall well, see. I don't think so either, but I think some aspects <laughs> may have. It's almost well, scary to contemplate. We haven't reached the top yet. That is really yes, scary. Yes, more, uh, more geek to come. It'll be Rob, myself, and the fellow whose name I don't remember, named Tim from The Motley Fool, who writes a lot about oh, uh, awesome. uh, financial topics. So, uh, you know, myself uh, excluded a pretty good panel, I think. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Uh, Wish I could be there. Yeah, no, but here's really a best panel do you remember the thing called comics those things comics i talk here from time to time right right yeah. well just for a brief re- remembrance of them uh, i'm on a panel called actually oh i'm moderating this hmm, <laughs> uh, fictional, <laughs> fictionalized fiction the art of combining fact and fiction that'll be sunday at 3 p.m okay uh with gilbert hernandez mimi pond and david lasky hey, no pressure no Whoa. pressure, no pressure as we used to say yeah. back in the day which your bad self. Yeah, well, we've talked the best <laughs> literary cartoons to spill their guts on just how they use moments and memories of their lives with actual facts of the time period and how they combine everything into the art of nonfiction. Uh, you know what? Got to do that slideshow, guys. See you later. That's pretty uh, cool. That's a good one. Pretty and then the cool. final panel I'm on, let's see, that was three, right? I guess I'm only on four panels, uh, is um, <laughs> changes a by the four hour. o'clock on Sunday, the last panel of the Con, uh, awesome, really great just to be stuck at the convention center until four, five o'clock when the bell sounds is, um, is the magic hour. And this will be on graphic novel events in libraries. And we have some really awesome people who. And we got a great turnout for the library comics panel last year, which you also moderated. Yes, yes. And this time it was awesome. This was going to be the same. Local librarians, librarians from Berkeley, uh, Karen Green, always on the panel. And you know what? It's actually, I do need to nail down that last person on the panel. But anyway, there's a follow up. You know, it's. You're getting it fresher, folks, as we're baking. You're getting the ingredients. I know, I am. It's good that we're having this talk. There you go talked about it before so yeah that's it i think i'm on those four panels all right calvin you uh, oh, you're on one that i put together yes that's in why. fact yeah uh, without a doubt and then i'm on another one that you apparently you know bailed on me to. I yeah bailed yeah on you bailed it. on so it there I you said, go calvin, i'm happy i'm honored to to feel the fill in uh, the, you know, the spot you vacated uh yeah i'm doing three panels i usually don't like to do three panels but they're these are spaced apart and and, and i'm they're gonna be fun uh, so on Thursday, the, that's the uh, podcast panel where <laughs> yeah, usually it's about you know a dozen. It seems the last time I saw it was about a dozen po- uh, podcast because personalities podcasts are awesome. They're yes, apparently right. hotter than than than, than, uh, than, uh, than, uh, than a grill. 
Uh, but because I'm going to be on free, it. they're free, and you can listen to them while you're <laughs> there bored. There you go. And you give people jabber away about the thing we love best. So I'm going to be on there. I don't know what about what. In fact, uh, I'm doing a phone interview with John Sienters. Uh, Sienters? Excuse Cintris. me, John. Sientras. <laughs> Sientras. On Monday, I guess he's going to ask me some questions, and I'll ask him some questions. But uh, that's on Thursday, uh, the 24th. Then on Friday at 10 in the morning on a panel that Heidi organized, uh, Behind Digital Lines, uh, g- looks like a great lineup. Uh, Brandon Perlow from uh, New Paradigm, a, a new publishing house. They, uh, they actually published the um, uh, Watson and Holmes, the Eisner-nominated uh, comic, and they have an interesting model that combines print and digital releases. So we're going to see it. Russell Wilson, uh, the founder of uh, Sequential, the... Um, the literary comic storefront app. Uh, Allison Baker uh, from Monkey Brain, the uh, digital first release. Uh, and Nat Pozzolo, also from Monkey Brain. No, he's from Black Mass. Oh, yeah, you know, there Calvin, you, go. you know who's on the panel you forgot to write down? David Lloyd. Oh, my goodness. David Lloyd. Yes. What a, what a, what a, <laughs> so many top-level guests. He can't a, even remember them. What a donkey I am. Okay, yes. David Lloyd as well. <laughs> you know, Terrific comics artist. And uh, also the head of a new digital venture. Whose name escapes me at Aces the moment? Weekly. Aces, Aces Weekly. Aces Weekly. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. the promo email. Well, there's once so many we can't even remember. Yes. So that's the so problem. So this is uh, real exciting. So this is going to be fun to do. And meanwhile, uh, for Wade all has of you at home, wait, he has one more. I haven't oh. finished. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Just, wait. Ellen, ten in the morning on Friday. Now at three p.m. in the afternoon on Friday, walking the line. This is a panel put together by Self Made Hero. And uh, it's mainstream versus alternative uh, comics. Uh, let me see what it is. It's called Walking the Line, an investigation into alternative versus mainstream comics and beyond. Gr- another great lineup. Uh, Nick Abadis, uh, Frank Camuso, Kazu Kibushi, and Gene Yang. And we're just going to talk about, you know, is there a line? Does it matter? Uh, you know, are we really just talking about different genres, speaking to different demographics? So I, I think I think this is going to be a really I think, fabulous. I think it's great that Calvin, that you and I both have uh, panels that are actually about comics. Yes, yes, uh, that's you very know, exciting. Considering there, there's a <laughs> nasty rumor going around that there are no comics right. at Comic Con anymore. Um, yeah, so so that's so we put the lie to that. Uh, and uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, your very selective uh, preview of. Comic-Con panels. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I would love to go to some panels as well. Um, you know, a lot of great guests at Comic-Con mm-hmm. this year. Um, I'd love to go to the Chuck Dixon panel, actually. That should be really good. <laughs> actually, th- this year will probably will be quite no, interesting. I'm not yeah. trolling. I'm saying Chuck's a very smart guy. When, when is, is the programming uh, going to be I, I believe the programming starts going up tomorrow because oh, usually good. they do Thursday on Thursday, Friday on Friday, and so that's on. Right. That's and you're so absolutely forth. right. That's so good. we should have this all, and uh, yeah. And okay. I better, yep, 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 yep. On that note, on should we segue or were you about well, to oh, interject yes. something? No, yes, we should segue to us. Yes. And that what yes. we're doing during yes. this Comic-Con for you listeners at home is just like last year, we are going to have an mm. interview special every day yes. of the con. Yes. And live from the floor. So before the interviews have a time to cool off, get stale, you can just catch up on it all. On your podcast, whether podcast you're rama yes, yeah. whether you're at the con and and searching for an internet connection strong enough to download our podcast, or listeners from home, you too can participate in our San Diego Comic Con experience. And this year, we have a special dedicated page just for we Comic-Con. do PublishersWeekly.com/slash/Comic-Con. We cool. have our own page, and uh, you should see some stuff going up there. 
full of coverage, uh, pictures, yeah, we'll podcasts, we'll be posting everything. stuff every day there on the site. So please remember to check that out for check all the up out. to the minute news. And uh, you know, Kate and Calvin, last year they said we couldn't do this daily podcast, and we almost didn't. But we, <laughs> we told them they were wrong. We told yes. them they were wrong, and luckily, yeah. like most things that we're told, we completely ignored it and you know muddled through somehow. But we actually got some great interviews. We had great yes, coverage, great did. traffic as a yes. as, as a matter of fact. Yes, and I remember sitting up in bed at three in the morning one night after. Uh, you know, going to the many, many social gatherings, the con, desperately trying to upload my files. And <laughs> yes, yeah. Looking forward to that happening again. There so. you go. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm we sure. will persevere sure despite technical exciting. difficulties and <laughs> other exciting events such as that. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you know, just to be fair, we're not the only people very excited about Comic-Con. There are no, probably no. a couple hundred thousand others, and among them, every other person in the comics industry and uh, one of the announcements this week was that Image will be bringing Image Expo yes. to Comic-Con. And now last year... they and raising did... everyone's hotel bill by yes, one night. Yes, last year they did it for the first time, um, the first week in July, in their mm. native San Francisco. Yeah. And got tremendous uh, media coverage and attention for all their announcements outside of the Comic-Con milieu, where they must tr- compete with Travis Fimmel. And uh, so um, this, and then earlier, there's, this is the second of the year. They already had an image know, expo just... in January, yeah, they... which was another huge event, again, in San Francisco. So this time on the Friday of Comic-Con at 2 o'clock at the uh, Hilton, they will be... Uh... Not Friday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Excuse me, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know what day it is. July 23rd, yes. which is traditionally preview night. Preview night. And once again, if I may quote the beat... Uh, now we got to get there on Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, well, Eric. In the olden <laughs> days, there was a distrib- di- there was a distributor show that, oh. that kicked off Friday, thir- Wednesday morning, yeah. and uh, you know, I th- I remember giving a, a keynote speech there at Wednesday morning, and you know, before uh, Milton used to do his thing. Milton used so to do his thing on Wednesday too. You know, it's, yeah, it's not Wednesday for things, sure, but you know, now it's another Wednesday thing, yeah. and I mean that. I also remember I used to go to the pool on Wednesday. So <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I usually well, get in on Wednesday, Wednesday and kind night. of mm-hmm. drift around. <laughs> I mean, usually Wednesday's occupied with getting the badge and just you know uh, going to Ralph's. <laughs> and getting up, you know, you know, materials for the next few days. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll be going to media events at least for part of the day. Yeah. So uh, uh, I mean, that are our minions. I mean, I hope they get. I hope they get some attention. It'll be very interesting to see how well, yeah, much. I mean, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I thought the whole idea was to get as far away from Comic Con as you possibly could, so you could just really get all of the attention. I mean, sure. I mean, Wednesday there's going to be some focus on them, but still, that is still. I, mean, I don't think it's going to so be as good frantic. as it was last well, year. Well, I say probably would have as many. I mean, they really loaded it up for January. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, cause they got a lot of criticism in January mm. because it was mostly white men. And uh, uh, there was a lot of talk about, you know, you should need to have more diverse mm. creators. And so this is another... Especially, especially because Image itself actually has diverse, diverse creators. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very well, so it's, to not show yeah. them off seems odd. Right. So let's, uh, you know... Well, we'll be there, won't we, Calvin? Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. And, um, yeah... So, yeah. so, <laughs> so I, I and mean, we'll be reporting I, I, back to you. Yeah, loyal I haven't listeners. heard uh, too many of the. I think they've curtailed some of the announcements to the general press list this year. So I haven't heard too much about whether there will be an Adult Swim bouncy castle or 
not yet, Heidi. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but or whether there will. That was an actual text. Sorry. But uh, whether there will be, uh, you know, the river of sadness that there was. I think there's another Viking setup and uh, you river know. of sadness. I, I made that. I mean, that little river with Viking boats in yeah. it or something. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, there is a, a, a MGMT is having a concert aboard an aircraft carrier. That no, that's really. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and there's a beer festival. Uh, there is a craft beer festival Wednesday night. Um, Very cool. I, yeah, and uh, Calvin, you have to go to the Scholastic. Uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yes, that's that's uh, yeah. Okay, what do we have next? We have the uh, DC Memorial statue issue. Well, oh, you know, yes, it yes. was a shitty week for DC. Oh, I can't say that. It was a crappy week for DC Comics <laughs> on so many fronts, and this might have been the worst. Well, talk so about, embarrassing. Yeah, who wants to recount it? Should, should uh, care, Kate? You yeah. Can. Okay, so to refresh your mind. A small boy died of child abuse by his grandparents, and he really loved Superman. And there was an adorable picture of him in a Superman costume that they decided to make into a statue in his memory. But DC, when asked for permission, sent back a form letter saying, you know, we can't allow you to use the Superman symbol on this memorial statue because legal reasons. And so this, of course, turned into the human uh, interest outrage story of the day, of which there always has to be at least one. <laughs> That's a long list of which. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and um, DC was all very embarrassed and said, wait, wait, we take it back. Yeah. You know what? We're going to not have a lawyer Tron send this out. A real yeah. live human is yeah. actually going to say that this is, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, apparently this happened in Canada. The the poor little boy died in the most horrific way. I, I'm not even going into details. No, Whenever no, no, you details. read about no this details. case, it's I mean, I'm, I'm literally, my eyes are welling up just thinking of it. And, you know, to know that this little boy was a Superman fan and, um, you know, that the idea of his character might have given him some joy in, in his brief, sad life, you know, I yeah. mean, good good for DC. Well, good yeah. for DC I, for I mean, it's funny. Themselves. Before uh, I had heard that they, you know, they had reconsidered, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I've got a... a a kind of a legal buddy who has actually done some some legal work for for DC and other comics company and who's also like a, a massive comic book nerd fan. This is a guy who I w- finally went to his apartment Uh-oh. and he has <laughs> he he has scores of of his comics in bound volumes but they they usually were he went to a legal binder so they look like legal books but they're all all, all of his favorite comic book series going back years. Anyway, he he basically said, "Yeah, look, you know, their default is almost always on no for any kind of copyright yeah, request. Sure, and that's understandable. Uh, and until I, someone actually read very carefully what was going to happen and mm-hmm. didn't pay attention. And it seems that once that happened, uh, yeah. you know, smarter and more humane. Yeah, you know, well, it's like we were saying did. before, you know, unless they had an ironclad, ha ha. Uh, license for you know reliquary yeah. statues of small boys. I mean, probably that you know. I mean, I not, hey, listen. To be fair to DC, I understand why they turn down most of these because yeah. they get tons of them, yeah. and most of them are. I mean, for you can't just say yes to everything. I mean, you know that no. sounds stupid, but of course you can't do that. Yeah. But once in a while, you have to make an exception, and there's very many. Like if it was a licensing issue, just license him it to the statue yeah, for yeah, a dollar. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean. Though, 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 my buddy said, you know, you never know. They may have granted some license for small statues with. Right. So that said, 
you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Sure. And, sure. And, and as it turned out, well, I'm, I'm that, glad that Sander heads prevailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's, and that's essentially Sean. what happened. So kudos uh, to to DC for for listening. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, so good for DC. They yeah. are all right. Um, yeah. Because uh, you should, when you accidentally make a mistake, you should just not double down on your stupid. You yeah. should just yes. back off and go, oops, yeah. Yeah. and move and, on. And that's, and that's and exactly that's what they what did. They, did. Yeah. Yeah. they did exactly what they should have done. And, and, you know, DC also has been making a lot of announcements of new books. I mean, you know, we're talking about image. I mean, a lot of companies. Boom has been doing yep. 15 days of boom with an announcement every day. Dynamite's gearing up for a lot of announcements. Um, and DC's been making a lot of announcements of new yeah. books, and some of them sound pretty cool, yeah. I have to say. They yeah. have... Digital uh, series. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, they're bringing back Clarion the Witch Boy with Anna Senti, and uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, so the statue thing was okay. Some other things were not okay. And just that, you know, yeah. I think last time we talked very briefly about their new royalty system. That they had one. That they had one. And and we were all saying, hmm, well, colorists get royalties. That that's sounds good. good. Hmm, royalties on digital. That sounds good. Mm. And then I think I said something like, hmm, well, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. The devil's in the details. The devil's in the details. And the other word that was on there was net profits. Oh, dear. <laughs> and yes. so we brought... A fluid topic. Yeah. So apparently now the numbers are actually beginning to come out on people's contracts. And uh, I've been told by some insiders that the DC royalty system is now a lot more similar to Marvel's. And Marvel traditionally did not pay as many royalties as DC because they began at a later date. Uh, just to give one concrete example that will be very, um, um, uh, you know, uh, understandable by our audience, like in the old royalty system with an original graphic novel, you got royalties from book one, from sale one. Now royalties don't kick in until you hit a threshold. So the, you've immediately lost uh, some some royalties there. And, so. and, and, and under the comics contracts, I mean, they're, they're, these aren't uh, earnings against advances, are they? Well, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, some people may have advances. I'm not. I think in most or, cases, uh, you know, a lot of things have changed since my yeah. day. But uh, you know, usually you have a page rate, and right, usually right, right. the check. royalties are against the page rate. Oh, okay, know? they're against the page unless rate. you're maybe Neil Gaiman, although maybe right, right, not right. even Neil Gaiman gets that right. many uh, royalties. Uh, as so, he, do you have to earn out your page rate? Over the Sometimes. yeah, I mean, because in the book trade, obviously you get an advance. Yeah. If it's five thousand dollars, you've got to sell five thousand dollars worth of books first before you start earning royalties. You know, I'm I'm not sure, but yeah. I do know that income. I know that creators are grumbling. That's yeah, very yes. safe to say. Yeah. I've heard lots of grumbling on and getting less on money, Twitter. getting less money, and uh, this sort of uh, just to tie this back in. I think this is why we see so many announcements from Boom and Image and Dynamite. Mm. It's like a lot of people. Um, you know, my email's been filled with folk racing off to do other books for other companies because DC is just not the cash cow that it once was. It yeah. is not the only pebble on the beach anymore for mm. creators. And uh, a lot there's a lot more to come. And uh, I would just say, uh, you know, I'm going to definitely keep my ears open. Yeah. Calvin, mm. I'm sure you yes, will, yeah. too, at yeah. San Diego, because it sounds like this whole move of the DC yeah. to the West Coast is it, going to change many things. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it seems like... No, I mean, the trade-off traditionally was creative control for more money. Right. But if lack of creative control no longer gives you significantly more money, then people's financial decisions may be a little different. Yeah. Right. And mildly unrelated, 
have people started moving cross country? No, because they're not moving until next year. So, but uh, however, people who leave DC, which happens quite a bit, yes. can't be replaced. So they put like temporary workers in, uh, and uh, so it's kind of a mess, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, now, as some of you, intro <laughs> slugfest. As some of you may have noticed. There has been, no, no not yet, Heidi. <laughs> as, as, <laughs> recently, there has been an outrage, as per usual, on the internet, starring Rick Remender, Kill Surprise. And so in order to keep this uh, brief and civil, we have decided to uh, take a novel approach and um, start with opening arguments and, you know, round one, round two, <laughs> free-for-all, closing arguments. And it will it's be... It's attorney. Attorney. Yes, it's attorney. And uh, <laughs> only there will be no winners, just gripers. And um, so each round will be marked by Heidi hitting the bell. No. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, so we're going to see if this makes for a more productive type of discussion. Let's just on say, these. in the warm-ups... Yeah. I was hot and heavy. Yeah. yeah. Like Kate Leadoff, because Kate is the most actually outraged. Okay, Go. so in Captain America 22, there was a scene of dubious consent, which led to a certain amount of confusion among readers because it has not had not previously been established the age of Jet Black Zola, daughter of the supervillain Arnim Zola. And many fans were under the impression, in fact, most fans were the impression she was a teenager for all the time up until now. And so in this one-page situation, she walks in the door, says, Hi, I'm 23, have some booze. And then we see her getting the Falcon drunk. And then we see them waking up the next morning, the Falcon looking very, very unhappy about the situation, and her being like, by now it was great. So... Fans who were under the impression that she was, like, 14 were like, wait, what What just happened? And um, one of them, despite the fact there was a panel saying, I'm 23, uh, in the heat of fanish outrage, did a little Twitter tag saying, fire Rick Remender! And, you know, many outraged fans were like, fire Rick Remender! <laughs> wow, that was that awesome. That was the quickest uh, debate. Was- <laughs> go on, keep, keep going. Keep going, keep, keep going. going. Okay, so the next minute is actually my position on it. Go. Um, so, instead of uh, just pointing out the fact that there was a panel that says, I'm 23, and that Rick Render is just really bad at establishing timelines and ages, and the art was not the best at conveying ages, and moving on, creators felt the need to weigh in emotionally, which unfortunately inflamed their fans to be equally emotional. And so... Uh, things degenerated to the point of rape threats and obscene pictures, and it was all very messy and embarrassing, and uh, tempers were had. And I think a lot of them didn't seem to just accept that this was a legitimate confusion on the part of fans and read more malice into it than there really was. And so things spun further out of control than they needed to. And also, I, I feel that the... Drunken dubious consent is not something you really look for in a Captain America comic. Okay, okay Calvin? Uh, you know, I, I speak from a position of uh, internet outrage fatigue, uh, that the, the internet will always, uh, certain, you know, look, a certain population on the web 
will always assume the worst possible thing about every uh, ambiguous situation, uh, even if we're talking about fictional characters. And use that, yeah, and use that to, you know, sort of splatter crazy charges uh, and gin up outrage. Um, if they want to do that, it's their, you know, universal right to do so. Uh, I also feel that we don't have to continue this tedious uh, uh, and misplaced conversation. But there you are. We are. (laughs) (laughs) The people who read this issue and got their panties in a bunch, it's like, first off, have you ever seen a movie or read a book? You know, you have to, or even classic X-Men. I mean, for Christ's sake, fictional characters are always hooking up. And guess what? A story comes out of it. You know, they went to the, they made sure that she wasn't 23. But to me, it was like to the, the, the reaction to this, like, you know, Kate, you said the reaction was harmless. It's like, you know what? I'm not a big Rick Remender fan. I'll put it that way. And I know he's done some really dumb shit, uh, dumb stuff in the past. Okay. <laughs> but people were like, fire Rick Remender. I mean, this guy, it's a story. It's a story that his editors approved. Okay, he didn't do anything. And it's like this fanish outrage. And, you know, this thing was like, oh, there were rape threats. There were threats. There were dirty photos. You know, that happens to men, too. I mean, I hate to say not all men, but we're talking about things that happen. And, you know, this whole thing got turned into a gender issue. I'm like, not every issue has to be seen through the lens of gender. And I say that as someone who looks at issues with the lens of gender a lot of the time. But like at some point you have to stand back and say, is this actually a gender issue or is this a fan entitlement issue? And I think that's what this was. And I think Calvin is absolutely right that unfortunately this kind of thing has given everyone outrage, fatigue, and a lot of legitimate issues are going to be ignored because of it. So basically it's crying wolf. Crying wolf. I think that part of this comes from the fact that fans have come to not trust Rick Remender because of previous ways he had handled storylines in the past involving dead children, dead female characters, dubious situations. So people were more likely to read the worst into it because of history with the creator. Were they getting extremely emotional? Yes, that's fans. But... I feel that creators should be professional enough not to fan the flames of outrage and get things further worked up. You know, they should have just said, look, the panel says she's 23, move on, and, and it would not have spun out of control the way it did. Well, I, I, you know what, I think you're, you're right about that. Uh, but I, I think that, I think that we've, become, we've gone too far. I mean, everybody's always being attacked over every little thing. You know, so anyway, I think, you know what, we are over. Well, so. the, 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 the countering outrage to the outrage just, you know, it's just too much, you know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, and hopefully all of this outrage over dubious things won't actually, you know, as we were saying, will leave us a little time to maybe talk about something, to real issues and uh, about you know, real things in this business. Well, well you know, we have not actually uh, gone too much over our time limit on this, so we have plenty of time to talk about real issues. Excellent. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. And on that note. And on that note, Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy. Doesn't now, get any realer. Real issues. <laughs> yes. Now, 
back when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, yours truly, who loves Guardians of the Galaxy, was like, that is an interesting financial decision, Marvel. Let's see what you do about it. But you know, it looks, it's starting to look like it really is going to be the boffo hit of the summer. Because not only does Rocket Raccoon have has had um, record sales, thank you, Scotty Young, but this July 4th weekend had really terrible sales, like the worst since the 80s. Yeah. And when people were trying to figure out what it was, the subject that kept coming up was, well, the movies that were out just weren't that great. And the funny thing is, every single article I've read on this subject and all the comic sections said, gosh, if Guardians of the Galaxy had been out on July 4th, <laughs> we wouldn't have had this problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like to think that. Uh, you know, I saw they, they had a, uh, as I wrote on the beat, uh, Disney and Marvel have a lot of confidence in this movie. They showed 17 minutes of it the other night uh, for free, and they didn't make you give up your phone. So they didn't really oh. care if people were bootlegging it. And uh, you Well, know, it's only 17 minutes. So. Oh, yeah, but I mean, normally they're yeah, like, they take you know, phones. trust yeah. me, uh, I've yeah, seen I've you. Been in yeah, I've things. They yeah. take your phone. Oh, they take so they must really love those 17 they minutes and not the, think it'll scare they you did. off. They, trust me, they were like, the guy was sort of like, bye by the way, don't tape this, okay? And, I mean, that Wink. was it. Wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, no, I mean it. Really, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. tape it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they don't care if it's out there. They want as much buzz as possible. That shows a lot of confidence. And they're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I had a couple of minor kvetches because that's me. But at the end of the 17 minutes, I mean, everybody was like, where's the rest of the movie? Oh, cool. uh, I mean, cool. it's really, uh, I mean, I saw some a little, a little hyperbole comparing it to Star Wars. But you know what? This is the most imaginative Marvel movie wow. that we've seen yet in terms of like the art direction is a step up. The character design is a step up. Ooh. I mean, it's just, it's goofy. They've finally taken some of those just oddball concepts of Marvel like Groot and Rocket Raccoon and said, let's put them in a movie yeah. and let's, you know, let's, and let's, make, let's make not make fun. them darker and edgier to the point of unrecognizability. Right. Let's keep the goofiness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it had adventure. It had uh, humor. It had, it had Groot. I mean, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, Cosmic Marvel always seemed like it was going to be a hard sell, but I think they may just have hit the sweet spot, despite my and, dubiousness yeah. and to I, begin I, with. And, you, uh, you know, they invited Jim Starlin to the premiere, and, uh, you know, he's doing signings for his graphic classy. novels. Very so classy. And, you know, they've been giving money to Bill Mantlo, the creator Extremely of Rocket classy. Raccoon. Yeah, so, you know, Marvel's really been covering their tracks on this and yeah. doing well by the original creators, uh, as far as we know. Yeah. And you know? I just I just read a couple of pages of the Rocket Raccoon comic, and it's I think it's pretty funny. I yeah. think yeah. that Kate's read more of it. Yes, I've read <laughs> I've read the comic. Uh, Scotty Young is doing both the pencils and the script, and he did his Scotty Young magic. It's a perfect. He's awesome. He, he's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a great. He, he yeah. he's done like it's my fun to look Frankie, at he did and to read. A, amazing series of Wizard of Oz comics. And it was a perfect matchup of uh, creator and character because I think the reason that a lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comics that have come out since the movie announcement have not done as amazingly as people hoped was because the tone was wrong. They were trying to make Guardians of the Galaxy super deep and dark, which it's just not. It's supposed to be a fun property. And so Scotty Young has turned up the fun to 11 on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just over-the-top raccoon action. And I think the one... 
thing. Raccoon on the alien one, action. The one uh, danger. Uh, not like that, Calvin. <laughs> it's G-rated. Well, uh, I think the one danger here is that we might get sick of Rocket Raccoon uh, because <laughs> Disney has doubled down. If there's one thing Disney knows how to sell, it's a cute, cute animated animal. animal. Yeah. Uh, with a gun. So. Yeah, with a gun. And there's a scene in this in <laughs> the footage they show. There is a scene. I won't spoil it, but let's just say we learn something about Rocket that is poignant. Oh, oh. 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 yes. I so. hope this isn't like you know, you no, know, old yeller. Like no, or like the Hulk <laughs> having like daddy issues or something. No, 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 no. But it just gave a little. That bit That didn't of, work out too well. It gave a little bit of extra, uh, you know, like, characterization. Yeah, a little extra yeah. characterization. All right, all right. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, right. so you heard it here know, first, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you know, so, I, we I like the movie. We like the comic. Yeah. Yes, and frankly, I'd like a chance to get sick of Rocket Raccoon instead of say Deadpool or Wolverine because I feel it ends lads a little variety to the characters we have chance to get sick of. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, there. In case you want to know how, you know, how, uh, about the notion that comics fans are uh, impossible to please, you just got a little sample of it. Anyway. <laughs> hey, we're, <laughs> our standards we're, are we're, impossibly high. Hey, we're pleased on a regular basis, man. Yeah, we have it yeah, from time to time. But in any event, our very next podcast will be uh, that we do live in person together. We'll be just days before we see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So there will be coverage in your future. So now on to the news. Calvin, I believe you have some Eisner Grant news. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Let's see here. I was going to... What I have it? Uh, let's see. Yes. Um, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm looking at somebody's gentleman. Oh, but, but anyway, yes. Um, uh, about three years ago, um, the uh, the Will and Ann Eisner Family Foundation, the uh, basically the foundation formed um, from the estate of the great Will Eisner, the, the great innovator, creator of the, the Spirit comic strip. Um, they launched a program basically where they provided a grant. To libraries at, at the time when it started, I believe it was a, really a lottery, and, and, the, and they they did it at the American Library Association annual meeting, and libraries could just uh, join the raffle. But the payoff was pretty big. This is a grant really to support libraries who either want to expand their graphic novel collections or start them. Um, they get you know, a, let me see if I can see the program gives um, uh, a several vouchers. I think about two thousand dollars a piece. Uh, that allows him to um, uh, buy graphic novels from Brodot, the library uh, distributor. Uh, they get $1,000 to do a graphic novel event in the library, and I think they got money to actually to attend the ALA convention. In addition, each library gets a complete set of every um, book nominated for an Eisner. Uh, at the uh, wow. Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards each year. So this goes to Avery. So that's, you know, a chunk of books. Well, what obviously what the foundation was doing over the time was they were in negotiations with ALA for them to actually take over the direction and the managing of the program while the foundation simply provides the funding. And so the ALA this year did it. Uh, so they are kind of starting the timer over again so they called it this year the first annual but this is really the third time it's been given out but now what it is is a grants program and you can apply for it as a library so the the ALA actually a specific committee at the ALA uh, manages it I believe it's the uh, uh, the, uh, the ALA's Games and Gaming round table, uh, round table and the Graphic Novels and Comics in Libraries Member Initiative Group. Uh, in any event, they received 75 applications from libraries all over the country 
uh, for this year's grants. Um, two libraries were chosen, uh, the Ypsilanti District Library in, y- in Ypsilanti, Michigan, uh, and the Lewis and Clark Library in Helena, Montana. Uh, they will get all of the aforementioned goodies that I mentioned to you, which are, are quite yeah, uh, impressive. Great. And uh, they both, and actually both libraries had a program that they were expanding on. Uh, the Ypsilanti Library had uh, graphic novels in healthcare, an opportunity for growth that they have a whole program that teaches healthcare professionals how to use graphic novels in patient care, which sounds amazing to me. And the Lewis and Clark Library um, has a program called Graphically Yours, uh, which has developed a, a, um, a basically it's a, a a program to introduce its, its patrons to graphic novels. So uh, they they took it over this year. It will in the future it will be you know awarded every year at the ALA convention. Uh, this year it was in Las Vegas and whether it is next year. So uh, kudos to the ALA and to the Will and Anna uh, Eisner Family Foundation for making this happen. Go Eisners! Yes. Yeah, that's great. That's really, really a uh, really worthwhile program. So just in time for San Diego Comic Con, Barnes & Noble decided they wanted to get in on the pop culture business with their pop culture... Well, it's not quite a month, but it's nearly a month. Pop culture... What are they calling it? Lollapalooza? No. Get Pop Culture, culture, they're calling it. Yeah, that's right. Which is a really awesome name. (laughs) Yes. Nah. Nah. Yes. Um, (laughs) But in any event, um, they have decided to have a chain-wide series of events uh, celebrating pop culture, starting off with a preview weekend where they are previewing a wide variety of, of comics and and things like that with you know special posters and digital downloads and all kinds of funs like that fun things like that and a pop culture comic costume contest so coming to a barnes and noble near you wherever yeah. you happen to be then um dc has managed to get a whole week out of them for the dc comics spectacular from the 23rd through the 27th and then there's Batman Day on the 23rd which is celebrated worldwide yes, 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 yes. celebrating so the 75th been told, yes. anniversary <laughs> of the Batman comic mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um comic convention collectibles week and where they're selling comic cl- convention collectibles at Barnes and Noble um cool off with Olaf Day because <sighs> clearly what you want most from Frozen is a talking fake snowman to meet at your bookstore. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll see about that. And then Marvel Day. Marvel only gets a day. I guess Aww. they didn't pay as much as DC. Oh, Well, it is Marvel. I'm surprised they yeah, paid anything. Right. <laughs> yes. James Patterson Day. I don't know what he's doing here, but uh, yeah. well, I know. guess well, he always you know, everything had a bunch of ad- adaptations. I don't everything think he had to have let... a big downer. I, I, yeah. think, I think James Patterson can't let anything happen at a Barnes & Noble without taking part. Um... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles train, Ninja Training Academy uh, and Page and Screen Weekend, which will be celebrating um, pop culture books and comics to screen such as Hobbit, Doctor Who, The Fault is in Our Stars, Mage Runner, uh, Game of Thrones, and Walking Dead. All at your local Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Positive... Yeah, sure. I think it's yeah. a positive hey, thing. I mean, look, stores need events. Uh, anything to bring people into it them? It seems like Barnes & Noble took a look around at yeah. what was happening at indie bookstores and Comic-Cons and yeah. said, we need to get in on this. You yeah. know what, what I, I I haven't seen? In some ways, this was, re- remember, for those of you who remember uh, Tower Books and Records, I mean, years ago in the 90s, they were one of the first chain stores that put together 
I mean, they, they, they had these huge pop culture sections, sort of islands in the middle of the store. And there were great collections of comics. And this is at a time when you uh, didn't really see a lot of comics product and, or, or certainly not a great variety of comics mm. product in stores. And they were really ahead of the game. Probably the most successful mm-hmm. part yep. of the, the, yeah, of the store. Yeah, we're total pioneers. Um, Absolute pioneers. So this is it. I mean, I would have loved to have seen more of an emphasis on a wider variety of comics. Yeah. I don't really see that here so much. They could um, really have like... An indie comics it would, week. It Throw would that in. Nice. Make it a whole month. But I think you're probably right about it with being sponsored. So, you know, I mean, I'm yeah, sure... These are all, was, this is all yes. co-op money, yes, y'all. Yes, it's all co-op money. <laughs> so, they're being, you you're know. all paying to get Well, this. you know, maybe next year, you know, one of the uh, comic groups that's affiliated with one of the big publishers will, mm-hmm. will yeah, take so. a day or two. So Diamond we'll book. S- <laughs> cough, cough. We but shall is, see. But yeah. But I think one great thing about this is it is going to be nationwide. So even yeah. if you're in a small town, which doesn't have a lot of comic event content, you will be able to enjoy yourself if, at your local yeah. Barnes & Noble. If you have a local Barnes & Noble. And, and I'm have sure one. some of the local uh, stores that have, like, you know, kind of indie guys and indie, and in, and indie gals, uh, you know, the displays will probably, you know, we'll see some, some cool comics yeah. in there. Not that superheroes aren't cool. cool. Well, you yeah. mean a wider variety, wide of, variety cool, of cool, cool comics. comics. Thank yeah. you so much, yes. Yes. So, uh, speaking about cool comics, in something that fans would not usually celebrate, the producers of a TV show based on a comic are taking over the comic. In this case, the producers of Arrow are taking over Green Arrow, the comic. But, oddly enough, this is being greeted by fan rejoicing because the current Green Arrow comic is troubled. Whereas mm. the television show is very popular. It is. It's a triumph for DC. Mm. Yes. So, uh, Arrow executive producer Andrew Kreisberg and series writer-producer Ben Zuckolowski are going to be writing Green Arrow. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, we shall see. <laughs> Frankly, it couldn't possibly go worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> yeah. And on that happy note, uh, Miyoko Ano... Uh, oh, yeah. Creator of Happy Mania and the upcoming manga In Clothes Called Fat, uh, an, a manga about female body issues, has been interviewed by our very own More to Come crew for Publishers Weekly at www.publishersweekly.com slash comics. And you can find this exclusive and rare interview on our website. Yes, it's called Love, Life, and Manga. Mayoko Ano talks with PW. Um, uh, we were lucky enough to get a face to face with really one of the uh, most influential creators of uh, J- Josai Manga, the Josai Manga genre, uh, uh, Japanese comics aimed at older women. Uh, she's a superstar. Uh, who talked a little bit about being married to a superstar, no. another pop yeah, culture well, superstar. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, no, her name, and what's it called, in, 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 Insurmountable Differences? Yeah, yeah, well, no, Insufficient Direction. Insufficient Direction. Uh, well, I had the a, a manga story. about her about marriage. About her marriage to uh, famed anime director uh, Hideki Anno. And, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I mean, I wouldn't yeah, even put her in, in, you know, like, I mean, I know even though she works in Jose, um, you know, genre, I mean, she really is, to me, one of the best mangaka, just in terms of, you know, the depth of characterization yes. in her work. And, yes. And, you know, uh, this just dealing, I, you know, we are talking about gender issues earlier. I mean, she yeah. really does take it on. She really does. Full tilt. I mean, and, nothing. And, and, and to clarify. And she brings them to life, too. I mean, this it, this isn't some dogmatic, no, you know, re- no. replay. These are 
breathing characters in really dynamic situations mm-hmm. and really uh, with a dynamic art style that, that I think is very different from the usual yeah, uh, so. shoujo, Josai st- uh, style yeah. situation. Yeah. Well, but actually, anyways. I think there's wider variety in Josai than there is in shoujo. But to yeah, clarify you're right. well, for you're you absolutely in the right. audience, you're absolutely right. when, when Calvin says older women, he just means adult women. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He means I women mean, out yes. of high school. Yes, yes. yes. And, uh, absolutely. Anyway, but we've always been big fans of uh, Michael Ano's work. Yes. And uh, it was a thrill. It was really a thrill a- to get to, to meet her. And uh, I got her to sign one of my books. And that she was, was very really down earth. pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, Although and- very fashionable. Yes. Well, like, she, she, she she's always seemed to work yes. in the fashion milieu. Yes, and they are considered the glamour couple of, you know, anime yeah. and manga in Japan. I mean, they're celebrities there, yeah. and, um, you know, she's... And for very... those who may not know, he's the director of Nian Genesis Evangelion. I mean, mm, one of the yeah. great classic yeah. Yeah. manga, mecha manga, um, anime, excuse me, anime uh, of all time, in yeah. any event. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah. yeah, check it out, along with all our other wonderful features. Yes, there's plenty more. And with our upcoming San Diego Comic-Con coverage, there will not just be more to come. There will be a whole lot yeah. more. We won't be talking to you all together in one place for quite some time. But uh, we will certainly be getting you a whole lot of more to come content. And once we get together once more, there will be more to come.